alcoholic? Yeah. My sobriety date is April 3rd, 2016. And uh, <clears throat> I came down here to listen, uh, and here I am going to talk. At, uh, I think Kent said, I'll show you when one minute, when you've got one minute left. And I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Uh, but I, I do know that I'm looking at a bunch of my friends. Um, and, and you guys are all my friends. And the newcomers, um, I didn't want to come to Alcoholics Anonymous. I had no desire to stop drinking. Um, I thought it was a nightmare when I found out. And, and the way I found out was <clears throat> I had back surgery um, about 10 years ago. And I got introduced to pain medication, which when the pain went away, I, I didn't stop with the pain medication. I kept kept that up to a point where um, it really kind of became a problem. I didn't tell my wife about this. Uh, I came into AA as a result of going to a doctor and he, he basically told me, um, you're not only abusing the pain medication, but you're an alcoholic and you need to go to AA. And when he said that, I had taken my wife with me to, to this meeting because I was going to prove to her that everything was fine and I could take these pills, you know, as long as I did it as prescribed. And I, I didn't even realize that the subject of alcohol was going to come up, but the doctor started asking me questions about my usage, my family history. And of course, I had a long history of um, alcoholics and alcoholism in my family. My grandfather, my uncles, my aunt, uh, my sisters. I've got three younger sisters and uh, two of them are alive and they should be dead. I mean, with the alcohol and drugs and um, things that happen to them in their lives, one of them has uh, <clears throat> 18 years of sobriety now and the other one has 16. And, uh, and so I had a lot of alcoholism in the family and I knew I need to watch this. I need to kind of control this. It's something that I, I don't want to let it get out of hand. And so I was constantly practicing um, not being an alcoholic. <laughs> I would get the 20 questions, I would take them, and I'd go, let's see, okay, I got to change a couple of these. And I'd figure out, no, I'm not, I don't drink because I'm insecure. I, I you know, I found reasons uh, to avoid the fact, in fact, I asked one of my sisters one time, um, how do you know when you're an alcoholic? And she was smart enough probably to tell me, you'll know, you know, I'm not gonna tell you. And <clears throat> that was, she was probably thinking, well, the fact that you're asking me that question is a pretty good <laughs> yeah. signal. Because I just didn't wanna be an alcoholic and I didn't wanna have to stop drinking. And I, when I found out, I'm going to have to stop drinking. I thought, okay, well, life is over then. I, I, how, how would I have any fun? How would, uh, you know, I was in a business, I was in sales where I entertain clients, so I'd take them to play golf, I'd take them to baseball games and games, and, you know, there was always alcohol. And I'm like, how am I going to do this without drinking, and how am I going to have any fun? Well, this doctor... Um, <coughs> gave me a guy's card and said, call this guy, go have a cup of coffee with him, he's in Laguna, and um, you know, I think you'll enjoy your conversation with him. So 
I called this guy Dan who became my sponsor and I remember it took him like a day or two to return my phone call and I remember exactly where I was sitting when he called me and he said oh my gosh this is so great your life is just going to get so <laughs> wonderful you know you're going to be able to smell flowers and see the sky and I'm like what is this guy smoking you know <clears throat> um, I, I thought, I'm happy enough. I mean, I don't need... <laughs> but I met him, and um, he, took, he said, okay, first meeting, meet me Saturday night at the hospital in Laguna Beach, and uh, bring your wife. And so my wife and I went, and I thought, you know, this is a prison sentence, I'm done. You know, I, I have to go here on Saturday night instead of going to have cocktails and dinner or something. And um, I went to that meeting and he lined up some meetings for me um, that I still go to. I go to a meeting every morning and I mostly go to morning meetings and, um, and I go every morning and he walked me through these 12 steps. Um, they were all pretty hard for me. Uh, the first one was the hardest because I didn't want to admit and I didn't want to surrender. And I was never trained to do anything like surrender and give up. I was trained to, you can do, you can accomplish anything. Well, I, I know I had tried to stop drinking um, several times on my own and I did all those little tricks about <laughs> drinking just beer, just wine, not, you know, not d during the week. I would try to make it to the weekend and and then, you know, the pills, and and uh, every time I would say, I'm not gonna drink anymore, I would change my mind and think, that's it, that was a dumb decision, I'm gonna have a drink. And um, that just didn't work. Uh, the steps, following the steps worked, and standing up and saying, I'm an alcoholic, and buying that, buying into that myself, um, really, made the difference for me. Um, the step, step three made a decision to turn my will and my life over. I was, I, I'm a Christian and I'd been involved in a church. I'd been involved in men's Bible studies and you know, uh, thinking that I had turned my will and my life over to God, but really I hadn't, you know, I'd turned it over to me. And I was still running my own show and trying to control things myself. So um, going through the steps, he, my sponsor took a year to do that for me. And I think that was pretty, um, pretty wise that we didn't rush through that. Um, made me think about each one of those steps. And I think that uh, I have a new life. I mean, I didn't think I could have a new life and I'm old you know I was 69 when I when I uh, got this and so for you newcomers that are here um, I hope you can come to the meetings keep going to the meetings listen and, and follow what the steps say because there really is uh, a better life and it's uh, my life is fantastic today I have four kids and seven grandkids and you know when I was drinking I was driving around with grandkids in the car when I shouldn't be driving. I mean, intoxicated, taking their lives 
in, in you know, and putting their lives at risk. And uh, today, I don't do that, which is really good. Um, sobriety has been um, wonderful. I never thought it would be. I, I have a lot of fun without without the drugs and the alcohol, and I have a lot of new friends, and um, and I'm learning to work on the steps still. So. Step 10, a continual inventory, take an inventory. Now I'm trying to be a better husband, a better neighbor, a better father, a better grandfather. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to recognize my character defects, which um, <laughs> I have more than I thought. Uh, <laughs> when you do that inventory, then one of our, one of our guys, uh, Harry, gave a piece of paper to me one time that he got from a four-step workshop, I think, and it <clears throat> had uh, honesty, um, selfishness, four-subject fear, these things across the top, and I thought, yeah, I'm honest, and, you know, no, I'm not fearful, and, uh, and then you read down through this list of all the things that make up honesty, and I, well, yeah, I'm not really that honest, and I'm not really, yes, I do have a lot of fear, and so, Going through the steps and, and working on this stuff has really helped me um, to try to work on my life and make it uh, a better life. And then working with, um, with other alcoholics, um, I, I love the way this program works because we help each other. You help me, you guys all help me by being here tonight. <laughs> I think it's funny. I came to listen to Pat. I didn't come to get up here. So, um, but but thank you and thank you for uh, my sobriety. Good job.